This episode of the Local Runners podcast is sponsored by TeamUp. TeamUp is a new virtual racing app which allows runners to meet and compete against other runners virtually. Used by individual runners, virtual running communities and running coaches, this app allows runners of all levels to inject more excitement and interaction into their runs. A real racing experience available virtually anywhere. Welcome to episode 35 of the Local Runners podcast, the podcast by runners, for runners. We are your hosts, I'm Katie Kay. I'm Dave Norman. I'm Sean Warburton. And I'm Callum Parkinson. On the 6th of July, me and Katie did the Team Up Summer 5K um, Race 1. Uh, so here's a bit of an overview of how it all worked out. So about five minutes before the race, if you open up the app, um, you get going to a virtual holding pen. And at this point, we had Matt Seddon giving a few shout-outs to people that were taking part, talking us through the process of what will happen during the virtual race as well. Um, about a minute before the race, the audio from Matt cuts off, and then we heard some music before a 10-second countdown, and then we were off. All the runners then needed all, all the runners then needed to do was just run the 5K route with their phone and listening to the commentary um, by Matt. Um, well done to John Hare for taking part and winning the Team Up cap and t-shirt. So as a bit of feedback of how it went for, for me, so it was me and Katie that did it. Um, so I sat off listening to the commentary and it was brilliant listening to Matt giving like personal shout outs to everybody. Um, really big positive getting, getting them shout outs. You also got um, some commentary around how far in front and behind the runners were. So I was in second place um, for the majority of the, the race. Um, if you're competitive, it's really good and it does motivate you. Um, I think the app's a little bit complicated on finding certain things within it and it could be, um, some things could be grouped together. At the end of the race, the app told me that I'd completed it and then I couldn't get back in to then listen to the commentary for other people coming over the line or the virtual line. Um, so if I was able to keep listening to the runners coming in, that would have been a bonus. Um, the race also had like a message board area where you could go in um, and send messages, uh, but that wouldn't let me in. I think the concept was really good. Um, and I think that once they get the few bugs out of the app and streamline it a little bit more, I think it'll be really good and they will get high numbers in the virtual races. Um, they also offer a corporate one as well, um, so they can personalise it to work. So at my work we do running challenges um, every month, once a month, so I've put that forward for us to use. Personally, I'd use the app again. Um, I'd use it for like maybe tune-up races if I can't get to a race or um, like maybe get down to Park Road. I've not been there for a while. Um, so yeah, that's it from me. Overall, I think it was quite good, but still a little bit of bugs to be sorted. What about you, Kater? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think the concept is uh, is really good. I think just because you can choose your route, but you get in the commentary of other people, aren't you? So I think when we did it, there was people in London, there was someone in Paris, one there's other people in Manchester. Um, and it's quite good. I think it just motivates you. I mean, I went on the canal and did it, and I'd never run as fast as I did <laughs> on the canal, uh, just on my own for a 5K. So it, I really did enjoy it. Um, and it was kind of telling me how far the person behind was and how fast I was going. So, yeah, I did, I did like that. Unfortunately, though, I did have a bit of an issue with the app, so I don't know what happened, but I heard the commentary quite far to the end. So I heard you finish, Callum, heard a few people finish. 
and then it just cut off and I couldn't hear anything at all and I looked at my watch and I'd not quite done 5k so I was faffing around my phone trying to get it back and trying to make sure I had my watch on luckily my Strava um, anyway it wouldn't come back on so I managed to record it on my watch that I did 5k and stopped it um, I think then I messaged you didn't I uh, couldn't get back on <laughs> when I went back on it's a DNF <laughs> so I was gutted ran all that way dead fast at, well not dead fast but fast for me down the canal and then it showed a DNF um, so the guys have looked into it not sure that they actually realised have they what what the issue was um, they wondered if my battery was too flat but it wasn't that so not really sure uh, but they're looking into it but so like Callum said I think there's a, a couple of issues but I think if it does work it would be really good because up until that point <laughs> it's showing that I DNF'd um, like I say I did I found it really helpful and I think if other people get involved it is quite motivational as well so yeah I think it'll be a really good really good tool yep okay so um, just on that, the next race is on the 27th of July. So hopefully most of you listening will be at the Black Knight Charge race. Um, but if you can't, jump on the, the Team Up Summer Series because they've got a, a 5K uh, coming up on that, that same night. So you just download the app and it's really, really quite simple. <coughs> yeah, obviously speaking of the Black Knight Charge as well, we've got less than two weeks now um, and that's filling up fast. Uh, we don't think there's going to be entries on the night either. So if you are looking to jump on that get on bucketzone.com and get booked onto it um, for those that have for those that um, don't know the Black Knight Charge is a great six mile trail race starting in Daisy Nook and it's quite a challenging route around Park Bridge and then back into Daisy Nook so is that right does it share some of the route with the first stage of the tour I think it does doesn't it yeah a little bit yeah. going out from <coughs> Daisy Nook into Park Bridge and then you yeah. cross the road where the start is of the cross trail yeah, so those familiar with that will will we'll know what we're talking about. Um, there's also a two-mile junior race as well, so we encourage people to get their young ones signed up for that as well. Um, a couple of other races to look out for as well in the next few weeks. We've got High Striders, Millbrook Monster. Brutal, by the way, that. Um, but you do get a free uh, chip butty at the end of it, so <laughs> it's, it's worth getting yourself over there as well. And that's a, a multi-terrain race up around um, near Wild Bankmore area. Uh, we've got Glossopdale Harriers, John Hewitt Memorial Shelf uh, uh, Moorfell race on the 25th of September. So it's a few weeks away now. Um, so get yourself onto that. It's a challenging and incredibly beautiful fall race as well around the Peak District National Park. And then Rochdale Harriers. <coughs> uh, sorry, I've just had a really hot um, <laughs> chicken wrap. <laughs> um, so it's a fi- uh, so Rochdale Harriers have got a 5k and a 3k um, track race um, it's a time trial on the 26th of september so that is also a great opportunity to get a 5k track um, time trial in and 3k as well for developing juniors um which is just four pound for juniors for the 3k so yeah i've, I've never done a track race and it's um four pound for the 5k as well all oh, right okay thanks carl Bargain. yeah i've never done a track race have you yeah, I'd actually did one of the... I think it was one of the first ones that Rochdale did. I, th- I think it was Rochdale. Um, but yeah, it was really good. We enjoyed yeah. it. I, th- I did it with Matt Latham. Um, yeah, just running it round an hamster wheel, aren't you? Sounds... Like Twelve and a half laps, I think. Yeah, sounds tough. Yeah, I mean, I've done lots of track races over the years and they're great for pace judgment. It's a lot easier to judge your pace on the track because um, yeah. you're getting all those reference points along the way. Um, but yeah, uh, those longer distances... 
they can be a real mental challenge because it's a lot of laps. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching your 25 laps last summer. Oh, you God, look, yeah. <laughs> and you sat on that chair at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that classic yeah. picture from Pete Brown. <laughs> Okay, so we've had a few emails in uh, over the last few weeks from listeners wanting to share their stories. Um, and we've had one particular email I want to pick up on from uh, someone called Phil Broadbent. Uh, so Phil's written to us and said, Hi guys, uh, just want to say what a fantastic podcast you've created. I really look forward to the new ones coming online. I've been into running for many years and I used to run with Royton Roadrunners. But with life-changing course many times, I've got back into running this past nine months or so. I'm a recovering alcoholic and I've been in recovery for 17 years and sober for over 13 years and I'm a member of Recovery Runners in Leeds and I'm visiting Parsley Flyers to join to try and improve. I'm from Ashton-under-Lyne originally and I moved to Leeds eight years ago and I've met both the founders of Recovery Runners in AA meetings which I still attend and help other recovering alcoholics beat their illness. Being from Ashton, I love hearing about your local runs around Thameside and racing and training schedules to help myself improve by taking in your experiences. I've also followed yourselves and a few guests on Strava, uh, but it is about the training, so please don't think I'm some crazy stalker. (laughs) Your podcast really motivates me to get my shoes on and get out of the door. Your enthusiasm and determination is infectious, and I want to say thank you for your time and efforts putting the podcast together. I've started doing part runs due to hearing about it from the podcast, and I've, I've loved the few that I've done so far. Many thanks again. Yeah, that's lovely. It's a great, great email. That. It is. It's a really <coughs> nice email. Great feedback. Yeah, and we've got another email as well from Claire Whittingham. So Claire said that people run for many reasons, and over the years, our reason for running has changed significantly. I've run for around a decade, on and off, mainly as a casual part runner, closing in on that 100 part runs T-shirt. And I've had moments of getting in a groove and getting up to half marathon distance. Always one of those near the back runners, which when I first started, I found really tricky. But actually now, I love, I love the diversity of the sport. It's amazing. Anyone can run. And I love seeing the massive variety of people at every run that we do. However, in September 2021, our lives changed forever when our baby girl was still born. We were thrown into a world we didn't know existed full of amazing people and charities that we were so very grateful for and a result of this in a moment of madness when thinking about how our daughter can make an impact in this world and how we can raise money to ensure other families in the same situation as us can benefit from the technology that allowed us time with our daughter we decided that casual part running isn't enough we needed to go big with a running challenge and we're certainly going to do that my wife Cass has decided that running the way of the roses a 274 kilometer cycle route is the perfect fundraising challenge so that's what we're going to do in october this year just over a year after our daughter was born we'll be attempting five days of back-to-back ultra marathons running seemed the perfect fundraising option i was back at my local park run only a few weeks after losing our daughter running gives us a focus a reason to get outside and get moving and our daughter gives us that push to go even when we don't want to so we want to share our story and our epic running challenge with the running community so from everybody at local runners podcast good luck to both claire and cass and we will share your story on the socials um, so that people can find out more and people can support you as well 
Okay, and moving on to race reviews. So I'll go first with the infamous Sale Sizzlers, which started recently. The first race being held on the 30th of June. So for those runners who might be aware, um, the Sizzlers are a series of 5K races held over the summer on a Thursday evening at 7.30pm. Starting and finishing at Withenshaw Park track, delivered by Sale Harriers, and they're renowned for providing that perfect PB opportunity with a super fast course. So the results of the first Sizzler were as follows. The first male was Thomas Charles of Charlton Runners in 15 minutes. Gavin Tomlinson, also of Charlton Runners, was second in 15.03. And Ryan Warland of Salford Harriers was third in 15.04. The first female was Kirsty Longley of Liverpool Pem- Pembroke and Sefton Athletics Club in 16.58. Amelia Platt of East Cheshire Harriers finished second in 17.22. And a massive shout out to this local runner who, I think she's only 17, isn't she? Mm. Um, and she's already achieving some some great times and up there with the best kind of runners around. So, so well done to her. And Helen Warburton of Gosworth Harriers finishing third in 17.39. Uh, big shout out to all the local runners who attended the first Sizzler. We know that there were lots who took part and many who achieved some great PBs, so massive well done to you all. The results of last night's Sizzler, Thursday the 14th of July, will be shared on our next recording. And in the meantime, why not get yourselves signed up to remaining races, which will be held on Thursday the 28th of July and Thursday the 11th of August. And also just a little reminder of the very kind gesture mentioned on the previous pod by Fekin McCormick event director who has said that he wouldn't want anyone strapped for cash in these difficult times to miss out so if you want to join in but can't afford the entry fee um, just get in contact and they'll sort this for you contact details are available on the sale harriers website or you can find them on facebook <coughs> uh, well done katie there on that pronunciation <laughs> rather you than me <laughs> um, so Park run meet up Stanford Park. What an uh, what a great morning it was. It was actually wet conditions, and I think we were all looking at the forecast, thinking, "Oh no, it's going to be it's going to be raining." And it was raining most of the night. Um, but actually, for the ra- for the run itself, and I called it a race. And the run itself, it uh, really backed off. So we we had we had okay conditions, albeit a little bit wet underfoot. And it was such a great turnout. 180 finishers on the morning. So the average finish numbers at Stanford are 97. Um, so we're well above that, and I think it was one of the what was it, Cal? You looked at the numbers on this. It was about the sixth, sixth of all one, time, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So just a massive thanks to everybody that came along, and the atmosphere at the end when we were doing the photographs was was fantastic, wasn't it? It was such yeah. a good atmosphere. We were made to feel re- very welcome as well by the excellent volunteers. So thanks to all the volunteers that looked after us that day and came and said hi. It really made us feel welcome. And hi, kudos to them as well for getting out there and allowing us to run on a Saturday morning. We really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> so the weather, the weather held off for us and uh, the rain eased. Um, it was event number 292 as well for this. And uh, the course, if you've not done it before at Stanford, is two laps uh, of the top lake which is mainly like trailer type surfaces and it's quite undulating as well and somebody when they designed the course put steps in there <laughs> didn't they Dave <laughs> <laughs> so those those steps if, you, if you're wondering what lactic acid in your legs feels like it, that, that's a good place to experience that I would say um, and then the final part is a shorter loop at the bottom just into the finish so, the, so when the run started it was actually a really quick start because I, I went after 
everyone at the front of the race and um, I checked my watch going around that bottom corner and it was like five minute mile in. I mean, I won't go out at a podium at five minute mile in. So what I was doing doing that, I stand for part run, I don't know. And that, that obviously soon caught up with me personally. Um, but in terms of how the, the run went, uh, our top three male finishers were Gavin Brown in 16.45 of East Cheshire Harriers. Um, our own Dave Norman of Local Runners Podcast and Altrincham in 1654 was second, which is a cracking run, Dave. And then Matt Latham in 1655, Salford Harriers. And it's worth pointing out, Matt is a proper Stamford stalwart with 41 first-time finishes there as well, which is that, which is some going, isn't it? Uh, all the top 10 went under 18 minutes, which I don't think that's ever happened before at Stamford. So um just shows you what a great turnout we had. And then there's a similar story in the female run as well. So Katie K, local runners podcast, High Village Striders. Still High Village Striders, Katie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's 20 uh, in 2045. Um, we had Alicia Smith, and we've heard that name a lot already this year, of East Cheshire Harriers in 2051, and Nicola Lyde in 22-26 uh, in third place. So, yeah, really good turnout by everybody. Uh and I think, yeah, just the same, same as what I touched on before. We just wanted to thank everybody who come along. And there's quite a lot of us actually went to the cafe afterwards for a brew. Uh, so it was nice to see everybody and have a chat. Where are we off to next? Anyway, have you got to think about that? Anyone want to comment? I think Ashley Buckley kept saying that he <coughs> wants Oldham. Yeah. I think that's um, it's a popular one, I think, Oldham Park Run, but... And can Maybe. I put a request in, sorry, that it's buggy-friendly, because Sarah Bowman was a proper trooper and came oh, with yeah. a buggy, and we didn't take that into consideration, did we? So I did say that I'd put a request for a, a bit more of a buggy-friendly next time. Although yeah. she got round, and she's done Hyde with a buggy, so she's pretty good at it, isn't she? Yeah, I was going to say Hyde's buggy-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, what we'll do, I think, we'll put a bit of a vote up on our socials again for people to get involved. Um, but you know the the same ones we put up last time. We'll probably put up again. Just some special shouts as well. Go to Zach Sykes, uh, the youngest runner, just 11 years old. And, um, another young runner as well, Oliver Walker, 13 years old. Oliver ran straight through the woods as well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's East good. Cheshire yeah. East Cheshire Harriers. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Remember that name. See some of these names, names of the future. And <laughs> uh, they both ran amazingly well. Uh, and uh, although it's a run, not a race. Obviously, we can't not mention that they both finished ahead of the dance, so we can get in there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and also, um, you've just mentioned Sarah, sterling effort getting around with the buggy, getting up the steps, which is something else. And, of course, we had Stephen Jones as well, who was on his 100th part run. Um, and all four we managed to catch up briefly at the end, so we've got uh, a couple of interviews that which we'll listen to now. So I'm here with Oliver Walker at the end of Stamford Park Run. So just tell us first of all, Oliver, how old are you? 13. 13 years old, wow. And you beat me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you were behind me at first, weren't you? And then did you see me and catch up with me? Yeah. <laughs> and then you went past me and I couldn't catch you. Amazing run. Is that the first time you've done it? No, I've been doing it for school. Oh, have you? It's a different route that you do for school, though, isn't it? No, they've been doing park run, so I joined in on that. Ah, right, so you've been doing the full park run with school. Yeah. Any of your school there today? Um, no, I don't think so. So just you, so I think you were probably the youngest finisher, weren't you, today? What time did you finish it in, do you know? I think about 20 minutes, 19. Wow, that's amazing on this course. Is that a PB on this course? I think so, yeah. Oh, well done, Oliver. How did you find it overall? Just tell us in a few words to sum it up. How is Stamford Park run? 
It's good, there's lots of people there and it's just a fun run. Brilliant, and what would you say to other people who might be your age and not into running? Do you think they should give it a go? Yeah. Yeah, and how do you think they should get into it? Come to a park run? Yeah, come park run and then keep on doing it. Brilliant, and just finally, Oliver, did you beat your dad today? Yeah. Yes, well done. Stevie Walker, you must go faster next time. Cheers, Oliver, and good luck with the rest of your running. Thank you. So we've got Sarah Bowman here with us from Hyde Villa Stridos, and she's got a buggy with us. Hello. She's Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie. So, Sarah, you are absolutely crazy. How did you find that? Really hard. I normally go to Hyde with him, but um, I thought we'd come here for a change, but it's proper tough compared to Hyde. <laughs> um, and the steps, the first time somebody, blessed them, helped me up the steps with the buggy, but then the second time went the long way, so it was fine. Oh, bless you. But, so, yeah. have you done Hyde Park, uh, sorry, Stamford Park run before? Yeah, but not with a buggy. So, would you do it again, and would you recommend it to people with a buggy? Um, yeah, if you like a challenge. <laughs> And he loves it. He liked this one because of the bumps on the on the path, so he was going like, you know, getting excited. And oh, bless him. And on the pond, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's lots of ducks and stuff, isn't there? Oh, it's well, like, it, it it's looks... nice for a change. Yeah. He will come again. It looks nice and chilled out. Brilliant. So what would you say to anyone else there who's in the position who's, who's got a buggy and that's kind of puts them off heart run? What would you say? I think the, the marshals are so helpful, but really, I'd just give it a go. Try yeah. it. Try different part runs, whatever works for you. Brilliant. Well, that's absolutely amazing. I can't believe I've seen you here. So well done, Sarah. Thank you. And well done, Ronnie. You have to go to the cafe now for coffee and cake. Yeah, that is all about the cake. All about the cake. All, all right, see you soon, cake. Sarah. Well done. Okay, so I'm here at the finish and I've got Andy Sykes with me. How are you, Andy? Hi, Katie. You okay? And I've got Andy's son. What's your name? Zach Sykes. Zach. And Zach is how old? 11. 11 years old and he's just completed the park run. And I believe that was your first park run, Zach. Is that right? Yeah, it was. How did you find it? Hard Brilliant. If you didn't catch that, he overtook loads of people coming downhill. So how amazing is that? It's such a good feeling when you do that, isn't it, Zach? Very good. <laughs> so you're going to come back and do it again? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the all-important question, did you smash your dad? Yeah, I did at the end. Yes, yeah, well done beating your dad. What are you going to say about that, Andy? Well, he put the burners on. I had nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> well, his legs are a bit younger than yours, aren't they, Andy? A bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Zach, and well done, Andy. Yeah, thank All you, right, we'll see you here again. Take care. Okay, so I've got Stephen with me. Yes, hello. Hi, Stephen, Hi. and Emma Smith. Hi, Emma. Are you okay? <laughs> so I, I saw Emma at the start, and she said she wasn't sure how this was going to go because she did a 5K last night, got a PB. So well done on that PB, Emma. Thank you. But how did you find that this morning? Just as tough as ever. I don't feel that this Stamford Park gets any easier at all. It's a tough route, isn't it? It is. It is. Is, yeah. I was just saying to someone else that gravel going up to the top you see that marshal and he just seems to be getting further and further away <laughs> doesn't true. he it's true yeah. but how did you get on um, 24.15 I think which is only 10 seconds off my course PB so considering I ran last night I'm happy I'm yeah it's brilliant after your race last night yeah. well done yeah. well well done Emma and well, Stephen well hiya welcome Stephen and Stephen tell us what's uh, exciting about your run today it's the uh, 100th part run today Hey, brilliant! Yay, well done, yeah. Stephen. So, and what a place to do it? How did you get on? Uh, it was 65th. Uh, not my best time, but uh, like I say, I still got my legs from last night. You know, the, uh, oh, did you do the 5K last yeah, night as well? Yeah. yeah so, ah. so we smashed that last night. And today, like I say, it's just that second loop when you go up that gravel hill in it at the top. It's a killer, yeah, isn't it's it? A killer, yeah. Oh, brilliant! So, so how do you feel doing 100 part runs then? 
Yeah, it feels good. It feels uh, it's a good achievement, isn't it, for anyone to. It's a massive achievement. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, probably done a lot more and not registered them. So, Have you? Yeah. Yeah. But. So, what would you say out of your hundred part runs? Then, what's your favourite? My favourite, my favourite part runners. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I did Congleton last week. That was a nice run. Uh, and we went to Keswick. That was a nice, that's another nice run. Yeah. So uh, Keswick's the one. There's just, just loads of ni- nice places, isn't there? You know, so what would you say to anyone who's not done a park run? Go out and do it. Go out and try it. Whether you walk it, run it, it doesn't matter. Everyone's invited. There's no there's no last place. It's not a race. It's just a, a, an enjoyable run. And it's a nice social event to have a coffee and a couple of cakes on after. Uh, Absolutely. After. Yeah, get you out on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Start your weekend, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brilliant. So now you've reached the, uh, reached the 100 uh, milestone, then what's your next the 250 goal? 250 next, won't it? 250, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Excellent. Right, well, good luck with uh, reaching that 250. Coming to, pa- to the um, cafe, sorry, for yeah, coffee and cake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. right. We'll Thanks see you there much. soon. All right. The Take us. care. Oh, you brought some cakes. Yeah. Cake, yeah. Somebody else with us. So well. tell us your name. Oh, am I on it? You're on the okay. podcast. Right. Say hello. Yeah, I'm Dwayne. Um, I've been running with Steve for many years, and uh, yeah, I thought I'd turn up today and uh, show my respects to the boss. With Brilliant. His 100, his 100 um, park run. Yeah, he's done well, hasn't he? He's done fantastic. So, how many park runs have you done? Uh, maybe about two. No, I'm telling you, like, maybe about 15, 20, maybe. Ah, brilliant, well so, done, good. So not quite there yet. Did you enjoy today? It was, yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. It's a tough route, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough route, yeah. Especially when you don't do that much running anymore. So, <laughs> so the boss tells us you brought the cakes, is that right? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done, everyone. We'll see you in the cafe. So then on to the Rochdale 10K. Um, so... Tuesday the 5th of July brought the Rochdale 10k, it's a one loop with about 200 foot of elevation um, and this local 10k had a great field. Um, I don't know too much about it so I can't go into too much detail on the, um, the, the way that the course is, um, but the top three men were Rob James of Wright and Roadrunners in 33 minutes 22, um, Mike Mannings of um, Alderman Wright and Harriers was second in 33.54 and Ashley Buckley of Salford was in third in 34.07. Uh, the top 15, first 15 runners um, were all sub 40 as well. So the top three women were Emma Kerwin of Bellevue race, Racers in 46.48. Second was Annie Hirch of Bell, Bellevue Racers in 49. 39 and also for 65 which is a sterling effort great time for a 10k um, and then third was Sarah Tomasi of Wright and Roadrunners in 49 46 um, just after mention um, spotted this on Strava um, that the battle for the first male team it went to Salford Harriers with Ashley Buckley Sean Chambers and Paul Stevens just getting ahead of Bellevue Racers I think uh, Paul Minton was a little bit naffed off at that. Um, I think he was only, I think he was one place in it. I don't think he minded though, because I think from what I saw, he went home with someone else's wine. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great turnout for this 10K um, with 148 finishers. Um, so well done to Rochdale Harriers for putting this 10K on. Um, I didn't know about this race, but I think it'll be one for me for next year. Yeah, it's quite a lot of elevation in it as well. Yeah. <coughs> okay, uh, and we've got the Wilmslow 10K as well, which took place on Sunday, the 10th of July. Uh, and it was a very hot day for the runners, with temperatures approaching 30 degrees, making the running conditions very difficult indeed. 
the race was won by uh, a previous guest of ours, Nigel Martin of Sale Harriers, in 3027. Uh, Tommy Power of Hallamshire Harriers finished second, uh, with Nick Barry, another Sale Harrier, taking third spot. Uh, a special mention to another previous guest, Callum Rowlinson. Uh, great to see him back after a long-term injury, uh, finishing ninth in 32 minutes and one second. Lily Partridge of Birchfield Harriers was the winner of the women's race in 3348, uh, and taking second it was Eleanor Bolton of Salford Harriers, uh, and it was the evergreen Kirsty Longley uh, who finished third in 3513 at the ripe old age of 47. Brilliant, very impressive. Oh, indeed. Okay, so this week's discussion point is about injuries and how we deal with them. So Michael Harris, another previous guest, um, sent in a, a question to us saying, my journey has been crap this year with this latest foot injury that's actually left me questioning who I am. I've barely ran 500 miles this year and no ultras or distances beating 22 miles. So you might remember from when um, Michael was on the pod, if you listen to him, he had an injury at the time, wasn't sure what it was. Um, it turned out that he had a double hernia so he's had, since had a double hernia up and now he just got back to running and now he's injured again into something with his foot that he can't seem to get to the bottom of um, so he said if I'm not running then who am I and what do I do with all this free time I completely realise it's a temporary slump however coping with injuries mentally and physically could maybe be a good discussion point so we said we'd bring that to the table so Callum um so for me, I was injured in 2016, just after the first tour that I did. Um, tour team side, that is. Uh, didn't have the blues then either. Um, but <laughs> but I um, I twisted my ankle on a recce um, just before the tour, and it ended up having an issue with the way that I was running. I was basically slapping my foot down. It was causing the ball of my foot to be inflamed, and it was really sore. Um, during that time I completely get mentally it is horrible when you're not able to run and you've not got that that out of just releasing releasing your energy it's just really annoying so I found um, an alternative sport so I found swimming and cycling so swimming was really good um, did a few open water swimming in the winter uh, not in the winter I did it in the summer um, and then I went into the pool um, in the winter um, cycling on the other hand that nearly killed me um, literally getting run over so last year I got a static bike when I was injured um, so I've really enjoyed that cycling and watching TV although it can be boring I think finding an alternative to running um, to keep fit was key for me but I know that Michael's I think he did three hours on, on a static bike in his garage I only do an hour and I think that's pushing it for me um, but I know that he wants to try and get fit for Lakeland 100 um, with all the optimism in the world yeah. I'm sorry Mike but I don't think I think it would be um, a good idea to maybe leave that one maybe to next year but I think finding that alternative sport and that alternative release is, is just key what about you Dave? Yeah I can certainly resonate with uh, a lot of what Michael said uh, I've had my fair share of injuries in recent years uh, and I know exactly what he's saying um, so for me the first thing is always the realisation of uh, which races I'm going to miss um, and then it's how long I'm, it's likely to be before I'm going to be running again uh, and then it's a case of actually trying to sort myself out how can I get myself rehabilitated as quickly as possible um, so this always starts by booking in to see the physio getting a diagnosis uh, and a rehabilitation plan to get me back running as soon as possible 
um, and to minimise the risk of the same injury happening again. Um, and having all this extra free time and questioning who I am is definitely something I can identify with as well. Um, running such a big part of my life and without it there's a, there's a, there's a big hole. Um, I can echo what Callum said, if, if, I, if I can try and cycle, um, if, if I'm physically able to do that, then I'll do that. That's, that's a, a nice um, way to get out and get some exercise and sort of maintain a bit of fitness. Uh, particularly in those summer months, I don't particularly enjoy the cycling in the winter. <laughs> um, but if that's not an option, I do try and use the time off injured to try and switch off from it um, and enjoy socialising and partying a bit more than I normally might. <laughs> um, on that though, the biggest challenge for me when I stop running is my weight just shoots up. Um, and I think we were chatting a bit about this the other day, weren't we, Sean? That unless we're on the high mileage, our weight just uh, just goes out of control. Yeah. I think you get used to the calories you need to eat for high mileage. Don't I you? think that's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I've been on high mileage for years, and uh, yeah, you get you just get used to sort of piling the calories in, eating a lot of calorie dense food, um, and of course you stop running. And, you know, your diet your diet would even need to change, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> not easy, is it? <laughs> so yeah, I, I can certainly resonate with what a lot of, what a lot of Michael said, but. Um, yeah, just echo what Callum says. If, if you can find an alternative form of exercise, get and do that. But also get yourself an action plan that's, you know, gonna gonna get you um, get you back running as soon as possible and um, sort of give you give yourself something to look forward to. Um, Sean, your own thoughts on this? Yeah, very it was very interesting listening to that because Touchwater over the years I've actually been lucky. I've not had serious injury, but I have had. Um, in minor injuries that have just kept me out for a little a little amount of time um, so I think definitely what I would do and I have done in the past as well is to turn to something else like cycling or even if it's just strength work at home I know just before the tour last year I picked up a, a niggle which probably kept me out for about 7 to 10 days and I just you know resistance bands and trying to keep myself motivated still setting me alarm in the morning to get up at the same time as I would for my run Routine's important to me, you know, trying to keep that routine. Um, I can completely understand everything he says about questioning who you are as well, because, yeah, if you're out injured and you're not the runner, um, what what are you? You know what I mean? It's 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 difficult. I just look at people that are quite inspiring, like um, Callum Rowlandson, the injuries he's contended with and the level he's come back into. I think Carl Abman's another good example. Um how they do that I don't know but they just seem to keep super motivated even when they're injured and they just they still have a goal like like I have a goal for a race they have a goal for recovery so I think it's all about goal setting setting yourself a journey um, but for, fortunately for me I've not had to put up with it too much so fingers crossed I can um, try and stay fit I think what's important to say as well at this point is injury prevention is really important doing the strength work and all those sorts of things which we all hate doing but it's just such a precious thing I think being able to go for a run um, especially as you get older and just do everything you can to make sure that you can continue to do that as well but you Kate you've had a few calf issues haven't you yeah I, yeah again I've been quite lucky really I guess I've had my calf injury recently but I've never touched wood had an injury before that but I guess in the grand scheme of things I've not been running that long um, but the calf injury did really kind of take me by surprise really I think in terms of 
I think like Michael picked up on it's the mental side of it and so I think yeah. as you said you just you take it for granted just getting up and going for a run um, so yeah I did find that I was very irritable very wound up just needed to, to go out and do that exercise so I did swim I use swimming and it's just so boring um, swimming and walking really frustrating um, but yeah that is what I did and I haven't really got time to run so actually it didn't really leave a hole as such because I don't have the time anyway it just meant that like I didn't have to get up at half five in the morning to get my miles in or I could do something with the kids in an evening that maybe I would usually kind of go out and and run so it didn't leave too much of a hole I guess I've got a really busy life anyway so I guess when you're injured that's a bit of a blessing um but yeah definitely did have a, a mental impact um one of the things yeah. I mentioned in the last episode I listened to um, Ali Lavender on um, on it and she was mentioning about an injury and she said when you're actually injured you forget about when you need to shower because as a runner yeah. you, your shower routine is quite strict <laughs> straight after a run but if you're injured <laughs> when does your shower routine start to come into well, it which is a really good as well. it's everything yeah. isn't it I mean, yeah. for me as well it's quite social I mean look at us yeah. all sat here tonight it's all down to running mm. um, and you know you take that away and it's just the, the ripple effect's quite big I think yeah. so it is such a big subject and I just think you've got to really focus that goal I think you on getting back maybe yeah. maybe even volunteering at park runs and races and things like that just, just staying involved and staying mm. in touch with people because Mike came down to the park run as well and he wanted to get he got, I think he got in the picture as well he was wearing his um, <laughs> podcast top as well so yeah it's yeah. good to see him out there but yeah, I think it is trying to. I know it's hard, and again, I did the same, thinking, "Oh, I might be all right." When really, you know, mentally, that you're not really. And I think that's probably where Michael's at. Isn't it? It's literally a few weeks out from the hundred, and he's not done the training that is needed to do. So I know it's easy for us to say, just maybe rethink it. But yeah, I think the level he runs at is important as well. Maybe if it was a get round scenario, absolutely. But yeah. he, he's he's competitive and he wants to perform well in the race. Yeah. So yeah, it's whether he thinks he's gonna be happy with what he does. Um, so yeah, but I know I know I know he's strong-minded in that sense, and he's got long-term goals as well. So maybe use it as a tune-up this year for a proper crack at it next year or something. Yeah. But good luck, Michael, anyway. We're uh, we're all rooting for you, whatever you do, and we do hope that you're soon recovered. Yeah, thanks for the point as well. It's a great point, that not it? Yeah. Okay, so on to training. So since the last recording, um, I did the Stamford Park run, the meet-up, obviously, as we've mentioned, finished first female and, of course, PB. So I was quite happy with that in 20 minutes, 45. Um been trying to do some um, longer runs so building up my my longer runs so did 17 miles um, on Monday I felt good with that I don't usually I'm conscious in terms of fueling so I'm a bit traumatized from that half marathon on the tour so (laughs) that that gave me a big confidence boost doing that 17 miles because I felt really good Um, but it has made me think about fueling and I don't really take anything on when I'm training at all so I did two miles and then popped into a shop and I bought a bottle of LucasAid Sport, which I then carried with me for the next 15 miles, which was hard work carrying it and I kept swapping it from hand to hand. 
but I was just sipping on it every now and again and I actually didn't I didn't flag at any point I felt like I could have carried on I didn't intend to do 17 I intended to do 14 but I didn't do my maths right and I ran out down the canal too far because I got carried away in the sunshine and then realized I needed to get back and my son had an appointment at the clinic so I couldn't I had no choice I had to get back so I did 17 but like I say fueled on this um, bottle of Lucozade and had the whole lot of it by the time I'd finished. Um, I had had two days rest as well beforehand so I'd been away with the girls so I'd either sat in a hot tub or been carb loading for the two days before so I don't know if that was maybe to do with it as well but like I say it was a big uh, confidence booster after the disastrous half on the, the Tour of the Tame side so just going to carry on building up um, those longer miles now. I've also been doing a bit more speed work. I've been going down to some of Glenn's sessions at East Cheshire, um, Daisy Nook, um, and I obviously did the virtual 5K that we spoke about as well. Um, so all going well. I'm enjoying building in some speed work and not just plodding, because I think, as I said, when I kind of started doing the podcast, that I'm just a plodder, just run at one speed, and I've actually started to realise recently that I can run a bit faster over the shorter distance, so quite en- quite enjoying that. I'm not sure enjoying is the right word, but once it's finished, I'm enjoying it anyway. Um, I've pulled a rough marathon plan together now. Um, thanks to Callum and, and Sean as well, give me a bit of kind of feedback on that. I've just used different things and, and pulled it together myself. Um, and again, had some really good feedback from Glenn. So again, another shout out to Glenn. He's been, he's been really good and he's given me some feedback. Um, particularly things like um, not just focusing on increasing the mileage which I've always normally done but also focusing on quality so getting some quality sessions in as well Um, but also he's pointed out that I probably run too fast on my easy days and my long runs um, kind of used Michelle Vaughan obviously again a previous guest and a local runner and say that she actually runs quite slow on her easy days compared to what I run there's not really that much difference between my um, kind of easy days and kind of faster. So I think that's something to, to think about, try and slow down on my, my longer runs and easy days, uh, building some races. So that's what I want to try and do to kind of practice racing, get myself race fit um, and practice kind of fueling and all that kind of stuff. Um, and a good point again by Glenn that I think I'd put three sessions in, in terms of kind of speed work or hill work. So I'd put two in the week and then a park run and he just said you know you've gone from doing no speed work at all to then doing three just be mindful maybe cut that back to two so I think that was a good point so yeah really grateful for those pointers um but yeah marathon uh, week one training seems to have well it didn't quite go to plan because my daughter got covid and kind of put a stop to the the longish run that I had planned but I made it up on Monday with a 17 miles so week one ticked off and and all going well Callum? Yeah, so um, after the last recording um, on the Thursday, I gave blood um, and it absolutely wiped me out. I've, I've never felt so drained. Um, but I did the part run. I didn't feel good on the part run meet up. I think I mentioned it um, on messages. And then got round. I was quite happy that I got round on a sub 20. Um, but then for the next couple of days, still felt really drained. Um, so I had a day or so off and then got back to it last week um, started to up the mileage ready for an official start to the marathon training this week um, did the team up 5k and um, was quite happy with that um, my, my cap flew off because I had my cap forward I got told <laughs> off by Sean that it should have been backwards 
Uh, I've seen Sean though this week, and someone else yeah. pointed out, Sean, you've got your cap put on the other way. Oh, I've been doing some crazy things. Which I've come <laughs> oh, to well, going wild. Yeah, been going mad. Uh, going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this week it's um, getting aboard the marathon training uh, training block. So first week it's going all right. It's only day three, but it is uh, it is going all right. Um, so starting to just build mileage up. Not really having the usual Tuesday session in just yet. So it'll be um, a Thursday session, and then getting um, a nice long run in at the weekend. Um, got a little niggle in my calf, so I've been stretching and gunning that and going to see how that goes. Um, might need a trip to AC massage therapy to see Alan. Um, but look, looking forward to just building up on my long runs and um, seeing how it all goes and getting some good sessions in over the coming weeks. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I've had a pretty good couple of weeks. Um, started doing some more double run days now. Um, well, I'm finding it really hard in this heat, I have to say. Uh, never been one for running <laughs> in the heat um, and I've also been doing my interval sessions on the grass this last few weeks uh, as I've started to think about cross country already <laughs> anyone knows me uh, well will not be surprised by that <laughs> um, but yeah it's hard to believe that when it's as hot as it is right now um, yeah so as Sean mentioned earlier we all did the park run takeover at Stamford Park a couple of weeks ago um, and it was great to have the full team there with uh, Gav making a welcome return um, and the turnout from the listeners and the local runners was just brilliant. Um, yeah, so in terms of the run, it was really competitive at the front, and Matt Laven went off like an absolute bullet. Um, opened up a big uh, bit of a gap in, in no time at all. Um, as Sean mentioned earlier, I think we were, we were running together uh, around the lake, uh, and we were on for sort of around five minutes for that first mile. Um, at this point, I was back in about seventh place. Uh, I think I stayed in about seventh place for most of the first lap. Uh, but I did think a lot of people went off too fast and uh, I came through uh, pretty strongly on the second lap to take a uh, second behind Gav Brown. Um, so my time on the park run was 16.54, um, which I think is only a, a few seconds uh, down on my best time on that on the current route, which uh, I set when I was really fit, so I'm really pleased with that. Um, the run of note since the last episode was uh, Sunday's Wilmslow 10k, uh, which I reported on earlier. Uh, where I was, I was asked to be the 35-minute pacer. Um, this was a really tough ask, uh, as it meant running at about 5:35 per mile, uh, which is about what I normally do my tempo runs at. Uh, only this time, I had to wear a, a pacer rucksack and a, a big flag strapped to my back. <laughs> and it was also a ridiculously hot morning, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, temperatures approaching 30 degrees. Um, so I know quite a few of our listeners around this race. Uh, so if you did run a PB or close to it, then hats off to you, because it was a it was really tough out there and even while i was pacing I, I, I passed quite a lot of runners who were suffering badly in the heat so uh yeah like i say kudos uh, so in terms of race plans um not done uh, a race uh, for quite a while but um i've entered the podium 5k this saturday um and i'm hoping it'll be a little bit cooler although the forecast doesn't seem to suggest it will be <laughs> no far from it far from it and i believe you're there as well sean uh, how have you been getting on uh, yeah, I mean, actually quite good. Um, so, like, just going back to what I said, I have been doing some crazy things lately, though. So, crazy things are things like wearing my cap forwards, um, buying non-Nike shoes, um, entering the triple twenty when I said I wasn't going to do a twenty-mile race for the marathon build-up. So, um, so yeah, but 
But for, for whatever reason, things are going well. And I think what I'm going to do now with that tw- triple 20 is use it as a marathon session. So I'm planning on running the first half at a steady pace and the second half at marathon pace. Um, along with two other sessions of four times three miles and f- four times four miles. So I feel like I've got a really good plan laid out and I feel in good shape. Um, I've got a couple of 10Ks entered, including podium this weekend. I've entered two of the Tatton Series races. I'm always looking for races I can do and not disrupt my plan. So the good thing with the Tatton races are they're a Saturday morning and a Wednesday night. So I can still do um, long run on Sunday and things like that, you know. So that's great. I'm not too worried about necessarily what time I do I just I want to do when I perform well in them and I'm just trying to tune myself up into 10k shape really as lots and lots of previous guests have said is the right thing to do in the marathon build up including Glenn Piper <laughs> so um, you can't ignore you know all, the, all those um, qualified people saying that can you really and I think Carl said it Gav said it I think you've said it as well haven't and you Johnny as well Johnny yeah I think Nigel said it as well didn't he yeah, so there's clearly something in it. <laughs> and um, mix it, um, oh, the Ronnell episode, what's his name? Mike Deegan. Mike Deegan, Mike Deegan. he mentioned it as well yeah. in there, so, so I listened to that the other day. So I have changed the way I look at a marathon build-up because of that. I'm working harder in tempos, I'm working harder on the track, and it is starting to pay off actually. I'm seeing some quicker splits now on the tempos that I'm able to stick with the quick group for longer. Um, my part run times are really dropping and um, so i feel i'm feeling quite strong at the moment i have to say sean your last two miles on that tempo last week were uh, phenomenal don't think i've ever seen you do uh, your last two miles as fast as that no I, do you know what i looked at my watch and saw i think 517 and then a 519 i think mate mate or the other way around i thought gotta be wrong that because i didn't feel like we were going that quick and uh, so i was proper pleased with that it's one of them when you get home and you just keep checking back at your workout thinking i'm <laughs> buzzing with that you know what i mean and feeling pretty good and um, me and Mark had a good battle at Hyde as well, we're around 17.03. I mean, it's nearly 30 seconds off my time on that course. Um, so there is a fly in the ointment. I'm, I'm obviously having a few beers tonight and I'm off to the lakes in the morning for two days, backpacking and drinking <laughs> beer before podium 10k. So that might not the uh, wind out my sails somewhat. But uh, all things said, I'm, I'm feeling good for this Berlin Black. If I can stay injury free keep the volume up I'm, I'm sort of aiming hitting around 80 miles a week at the minute uh, yeah it's all looking good uh, a few things I've changed I've said I'm just running I am running long runs a bit quicker you've probably seen on Strava I'm running them about six, uh, 6.40 pace-ish around my long runs now um, pushing harder in the sessions increasing the intensity across the week generally adding Nutella to my porridge maybe that's the answer <laughs> started doing that it's really nice stop, stop a sec <laughs> Nutella to porridge yeah well, that's one thing I'll be trying tomorrow. Give it a go, give it a go. It could, I don't know what it is, but something out of all that is making me run better at the minute, so I ain't changing it. The cap's going forward. Nutella's keep, keeping that in there. Didn't you have Nutella on crumpets, though, Sean? I saw. Nutella that's on just, crumpets. That's wrong. Chipati bread as well, Cat. Dave. Nutella before. don't belong on yeah, crumpets. Yeah, chipatis, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, the curry on Friday, pretty part room. <laughs> yeah, going out for a curry the night before a race. Yeah, just that's what I did as well when I went on the, out with the, the girls. There you go. And had a curry, and then got a PB. I just wonder if we take it too seriously sometimes. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, so feeling good. Looking forward to the Vuln Dot. Got a good plan laid out and, yeah, good stuff. So I'm I'm happy at the minute. Thank you to Team Up for sponsoring this episode of the Local Runners Podcast. 
Don't forget that the Team Up virtual racing app is free to download and free to race. We hope to see some of our listeners join the virtual 5K Summer Series on Wednesday the 27th of July at 6pm. Okay, so now on to the interview of the episode. We've got Hyde Village Strider, who is hitting great form with some amazing PBs this year, including a marathon PB of 3.26.17 and a 10K PB of 41.36. A man who's come from the uh, Hyde Strider's Couch to 5K um, course. So please welcome to the podcast, Justin Johnson. Welcome, mate. Cheers, welcome, mate. Justin. Thank you. Cheers. It's an honour to be on here, to be honest. Yeah, it's a... You know, I listen to the pod every time it comes out, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, nice one. We're, we're happy to have you. I mean, um, it's you've definitely been um, a popular guest, given the amount of questions we've got in for you, and we've we've cleaned them up as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so, obviously, most people who know you will know that you have a, a love of all things, uh, trainers, beer, and music. So, for the <laughs> listeners who might not know Justin outside of running, just tell us a bit about um, about yourself and about those sorts of things that people might not know about you. Yeah, so I'm a local lad. I've uh, lived in Hyde all my life, most of the time in Newton. So, as you know, when you, when you live in a place for such a long time, you get to know everyone. So, yeah... Uh, I've got a, a wife, two two boys, 16-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we've uh, recently got a new addition, a new puppy, so he's bringing a lot of uh, joy to the household. I nice thought we'd be done with babies, but uh, <laughs> we're starting over again. What sort of dog is it, mate? It's a, it's a Marky, so he's a right. little Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Marky? What's that? It's a Maltese cross with a Yorkshire Terrier, oh. so he's only a little... little, little little ball of fuff, but he's, a, he's brilliant, hour, yeah, he's great, he's great. Yes, it's brought a lot of joy to the household. Yeah, so, uh, like I say, I've always been a, I've got a big passion for music, me, so from leaving school when everyone else was kicking a ball around a, a football pitch or doing all sports, I was stood behind a set of decks in my, in my room with a couple of pals, so I've never really been a sporty type. So, uh, yeah, I, I also collect Adidas casual trainers, that's a, a big passion of mine, so, uh I won't tell you how much the collection's worth because uh, my wife will be listening to it. How many, how many pairs have you got? Because I've seen some of these Instagram pictures. Uh, uh, I've Facebook got a wall, a wall of trainers. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> miss it. It's a wall. That's all I'll say. I've got a, a special pile that's out of the way. That's uh, you know that they're very special. They're very limited. So yeah, I mean it's it's a big thing you see, but uh, <laughs> I just hope none of me me uh, me me collecting friends see me in Nike in races it's quite a, bit of a big, big no-no that but uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on yeah I uh, love going love watching football I'll go and watch the local club Hyde United and uh, I won't talk about who I support in the Premier League at the moment because we're not doing so good at the minute but uh, we'll see we'll see how yeah. it goes I think we can so, yeah that's that really yeah and, uh, I'm, I'm quite a social guy I'm out, out and about with uh, my wife a lot as you can probably see I'm always at concerts we, we have days out in Manchester weekends out nights out all, all combined. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you do manage to fit some running in, though, don't you? So, and um, we, me and Justin got here a bit earlier tonight. Just, we had a beer in the bar before we were talking about this. <laughs> and uh, I see a lot of your races. You're running negative splits, so you're running the second half quicker than the first half. Um, so, do you th- do you think? I guess it probably indicates two things, really. Either there's more in the tank, or that's a deliberate tactic of yours in the run. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, well, like I say, I'm, I'm, I am, I see still myself as a new runner. I mean, I did the couch to 5K in 2017, and uh, we'll probably talk more about that later on. But uh, I, I just, it's just the way I've always run. I mean, the first race was in 2017. I did a 10K, so I've been looking back through the races, and 
98% of my races, I'd say, I've, I've negative split them. It's just something I naturally do. Yeah. I mean, and... I've commented on it on Strava yeah. and said you need yeah, to get out do, quicker. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> the, the last Manchester Marathon, the, the second half was four minutes quicker than the first half, and the last yeah. 10K was all negative splits. So my last mile is always the quickest mile of a race. I mean, whether I'm doing it right or wrong, I don't know, but it seems to... Seems to be working. I mean, I'm just enjoying it, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. No, it's working, isn't it? Yeah. You look I mean, at your time. We'll, we'll let you know after some of sizzle. I might, I might change it up and just see, <laughs> run as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a bit cooler the forecast tomorrow, isn't it? So it might be a night to try it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll blame you for collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be out of signal tomorrow in the lake, so. Okay, so um, another thing I've seen as well on um, on your socials is the uh, lockdown bar, uh, which I thought was quite impressive. Actually, is a lockdown bar still open for business? Oh, of course, yeah, it's uh, quality. <laughs> I mean, I can say I do. I'm quite partial to the the odd trips of the pub, so in lockdown the pubs are shut. So what do you do? You build a bar. <laughs> yeah, it must admit it's pretty impressive. You got TV yeah, yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, Sky yeah. Sports a lot. So like we, when we have a fam- family meet up, it was always at my mum's garden or so and so, you know. But now it's always my house. The football's on. The lads come round mine. So we missed a trick this year though with the World Cup being in a in in winter. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. It's always great having the the England the football because the, the only time in our household everyone's behind the same team. So <laughs> when England they're playing, but I don't think we'll be out there in December. It's a bit of a summer bar. So. Yeah, we got the patio eaters out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of qu- listeners questions in as well tonight, Justin. So I'll start with one. Um, well, I've got a few questions actually from Joe Edgerton. So Joe's uh, obviously a previous guest, also runs for Hyde. Um, so she said your family are clearly supportive of you and you have the um, most proudest parents as well so do, does their support give you a boost and has it helped you to improve yeah of course I mean in fact my family in the world to me I mean uh, if it wasn't my mum and dad I, I would never be running and I, I mean that you know I've never been one that's a, a sporty type but I could say uh, seeing my mum and dad running well it, it was my mum first she was uh, keeping fit she joined the Hyde Striders and then uh not long after that, I mean, my, my dad probably felt like he was missing out, so yeah. <laughs> he, he, he went along and yeah, he did it for the first year or so, but then they, they both got into it and then I was just dragged along really, go, watching them watching them run races, run the Manchester 10k, I didn't even know these big events took place to be honest, you know, I was, I was, it was, it was a new world to me, so I just went along really to the, uh, to the races, supporting and it was ideal for me because I was having a few beers in town while the race was taking place and then they all celebrated afterwards I thought it's great this you know yeah. <laughs> so, so I just went and joined them and then that was that really so yeah I mean uh, I'm, I'm so proud of my mum and dad for what they've done to be honest as well uh, yeah but uh, yeah I, I see them all the time at the club now I turn up to the striders I see my mum and dad it's a bit of a, a family event really <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I see it. I've seen you finishing races with them as well and yeah, uh, Joe, Joe goes on to say then um, if you could say anything to them about how it's helped what would you, what would you say oh I mean family's everything really I mean my, my wife is a, is a saint really she puts up with you know, I mean when we're marathon training it takes over everything and we're, we're quite social people we've always got stuff on so you know I know it, it can be a pain for you know we've, we've got to work with marathon training in advance you know of uh, what day I can do it I mean we might be out Saturday Sunday and I've got to fit it in Friday night, so you'll see my long runs on a Friday night. So, yeah, big, big, big kudos to my wife. Really, I mean, she puts up with a lot, and the kids as well. You know what I mean? It's it's hard work fitting it all in. So, 
yeah definitely a big big thank you to my wife and obviously without my mum and dad I wouldn't be running so yeah I mean my family means everything to me and we'll, we'll go on about the marathon later we're crossing the line with my, my son and stuff but uh, yeah, yeah they're great they mean everything to me and my family um, that's fun and Joe also asks um, so you've obviously improved massively over the last 12 months I think that's that's clear to see um, what is it do you think that you do differently now from before um, is, it, is it the footwear so we've had a few people ask that Rachel Horrocks Michael Harris Mark Bowles they also asked that same question about what is it that you've done I guess to make them those improvements yeah, well to be honest I started running in 2017 and I d- I'm, I'm not lying when I say it I've, I've never done any type of fitness any sport I mean f- apart from jumping behind a, a set of decks in a nightclub or being on the opposite side of dancing in a nightclub I've never really done any <laughs> any fitness apart apart from doing 10,000 steps in a night in Ibiza so uh, so uh, so uh, literally from 2017 I just started getting into running and I was suffering with injuries 17, 18, 19 it's only recently where I was getting at the start I was getting swollen ankles through running I was getting shin splints but literally it took about three years for my body just just I think just to get used to running mileage yeah and it didn't help from from joining the stride out and doing the stride out I, I booked a marathon within 12 months and people was advising me not to but you know what you like you just you just fall into this trap don't you booking in races left right and center so I think the, the big difference is was I've started getting into the marathons I enjoy the marathon and then I did a marathon in October and I've literally carried the training on really because obviously Manchester is in October and it was in October it was in April again this year I've just done a constant block of what what it feels like marathon training so I think that's been a big factor in it uh, the train has definitely helped I think the alpha flies on the marathon was really really did help yeah. I mean I, I bought the alphas and I, I thought what well, surely they don't they're not going to make that much impact but like I say I, I did a two mile with a wife at, you know, at a slow pace, and yeah. I thought, I can't run in these, they're like high heels, you know, because I was running at a really slow <laughs> pace, I just thought, my ankles are going over left, right, and I thought, I can't wear these, so I put on uh, on the post on Strava, and uh, it was Matt, Matt Collier got in touch and said, uh, he said, you'll, you'll, they'll come into their own in the last six miles on a marathon, so I tried them at Trimple, a bit apprehensive, I should have wear them not, and they really, really, they really made a big difference, yeah. I mean, I've never run that consistent over that pace, I think I averaged at seven. My, pay, my plan was like seven forty-five, eight-minute miles, and I averaged that for eighteen miles. And the last two, I just thought, right, I'm going to take off now. And I've never felt like that before. My legs was. Well, I think the difference they make is you don't really get achy do you, in, in the alphas. No. I think the, the, the soak the up a lot of the road, road, don't they? Yeah. yeah they so uh, th- that was made a big difference, and I think the fueling as well. I mean, you yeah. you got me onto the mountain fuel, and I've always carried a backpack. Me, everyone's always seen me in backpacks, and. As I've started to get a bit quicker now, I'm looking around me and thinking, no one's got a backpack on, so, you know, there must be something <laughs> I'm doing wrong here. So I thought, so I just, I seen your, uh, one of your kit picks and you had the mountain fuel. I thought, I tried the SIS. They just didn't, they just didn't do it for me. You know, they upset my stomach. So I tried the mountain fuel and I just sip them like over a mile of gel and uh, yeah. that made a big difference. So it was a mixture of the trainers, the, the back-to-back marathons, the, the fueling. And uh, just a constant training. And I also owe a big thank you to Paul Frost. I mean, he's he's dragged me around a lot of training runs. He, he says it, he, he enjoys the running movie, but honestly, he's been a saint for me for, through my training run, especially through lockdown and stuff. I'm quite a lazy trainer, me, and he's he's dragged me around a lot of runs and meeting him. He's always smiley, chatty, and you know, if I'm even hanging out with uh, backside when I'm on a run, 
he can uh, he just drags you around and he, he keeps me going so yeah I owe him a lot of kudos as well so uh, yeah it's a, it's a bit of everything really yeah well yeah yeah can so, I just ask quickly yeah. sorry Justin so do you still run with your bag then no I don't on a so training run now right? because I've been used to running with a backpack for so long yeah so on a training run, same doing a, an 18 miler training run, I'll wear my backpack and I'll wear my, my standard hockers that I'm used to wearing. Yeah. So come race day, I've got no backpack, I've got my alpha flies oh, yeah. on and I feel free. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that I do uh, all these sessions and uh, strength and conditioning and weight training that I see all my, uh, my, my running friends do on, uh, on Strava, but I li- literally do not do anything else I do is run. You I stand? turn up to the club yeah. run and I run on the weekend and that is it. Everything's there to see, I don't do any. There's no secret remedy. You started doing do a few part I, runs, aren't you? I mean, yeah, I've started uh, doing yeah. them, yeah. So I've, I counted up, I've done 10 part runs since 2017, so I've never yeah. done them. You need to put them at 11 o'clock. I mean, I like, it. I like a few <laughs> beers on a Friday night after work. You've worked so well, you've got a few beers, haven't you? <laughs> um, okay, so Craig Butterworth of Hydeville Striders says, um, Hi Justin, first of all, I'd like to say a big well done for your recent sub-20 part run. Uh, it goes without saying that your running performance have improved all the time and your overall racing form is definitely desirable so you're essentially you're killing it um, I've been noticing on my own on my own recent races that the same um, the same people or even the same person in fact keeps overtaking me particularly when I'm running uphill no matter what I try I just can't catch them so if you had to give your best piece of advice be it physical technique or mental uh, technique that, that you use that I might also be able to use to stay in front of this other runner and no longer have to watch that the back of that ginger head disappearing <laughs> over the horizon. What piece of advice would it be, please? Thank you and keep up the good work. <laughs> First, I just want to correct in there. Uh, it says on my Strava it was a it was a nineteen forty five, but it wasn't. It was a twenty a twenty twelve actually. That was at Stanford last week, and it yeah. was a uh, my PB. But uh, I am chasing that sub twenty. Uh, in, in regards to the question that Craig, I mean, I would just say keep keep doing what you're doing, mate. I mean, he's he's recently joined the Hyde Striders and he's absolutely smashing it. I mean, he is he's he's a, like I say, he's new to the to, to the road running side of things. I know he's done a few ultras and stuff, but uh, to get on your first, he's never run a sizzle before. He's just run a sizzle last week. He got a sub twenty straight away. The only advice I can say is uh, keep booking races, have goals, you know. Uh, I find that marathon, a block of, at least one marathon a year with that training block really helps me, you know, yeah. it keeps me going. Like I say, and I, I see that on Strava that he's doing the yoga, he's doing weight training and all that. So I'm pretty sure he'll be, he'll be sprinting past me anytime soon. And uh, the other thing is don't put too much pressure on yourself. That, that's what I think anyway, that works for me. I don't put over amount of pressure on myself, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. that's good. I, th- I always see that uh, Monday group from Hyde going out. They always look like they're having a good yeah, chat yeah. as well and running yeah. and enjoying it. And yeah, I think that's what's laugh, important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a social thing for me, really. I, I love yeah. it. You've missed it tonight, Justin. They've just sent a picture on the group. They're all in the pub. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah. They always seem to do these uh, group runs with a pub when I can't go. You know, anyway. It's all right. I've got a pint in my hand here, so <laughs> enjoy. Uh, we've got a question also from uh, Sarah Bowman. Uh, so lots of previous guests on the podcast talk about how much they rate cross country so uh, you know as part of the training does it make you think about giving it a go this winter even if it's just um, the ones um, on away days yeah firstly what I, uh, I want to say Sarah's done a great job in getting the, the, the cross country back up and running at Hyde she's, uh, she, she's been talking about it now for the last year or so and she's, she's put all the work in behind the scenes to get it up and running so yeah well done Sarah uh, will I get talked into it 
Uh, go on then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up and I'll do a few next year, definitely. Because just for all the work Ooh. I've seen you put in, I'll, uh, I'll turn up there in the Striders and I'll give it a go. It's out Why there not? now, mate. Yeah, it's out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I might, might join you. <laughs> okay, that's all the questions from me and the listeners. I'm going to pass you over to Cal now. He's got a few questions of his own. Cheers, Sean. Seems to, seems to be the noisy night tonight. It's a noisy it? night, isn't it? Definitely. Got bikes outside now. Um, welcome, Justin. Um, so it's clear to see from the socials, questions, and all the comments that have come in um, that you are looked up by so many. So, who is it that you look up to, and who is it that's inspired you the most? To be honest, when, like I say, I've never really been surrounded by runners. We're not a running family, but as soon as I got involved in the the running community, I just I was inspired by everyone around me. Really, I was turning up at club and I was seeing all abilities, all shapes, sizes, all, everyone with different stories, and you can't help but just get drawn in. So I'm I'm inspired by everyone really. And and when I was at the club and I was seeing the fast groups go out, I was just like, wow, you know, I was in awe of them, you know. And uh, and now I'm I'm comparing myself to how they were then, and I was in awe of them, and I'm I'm running them sort of time. So I mean, it's just an inspiring community to be in, and it's great. Uh, I just, I remember turning up to the first part run and stuff, you know, I think I was marshalling the first one I, I ever went to and I was seeing people do sub 20 and I was, I was just in awe, like, uh, I just thought that is elite level, you know, you know, I just, I just found it phenomenal and, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on the door myself now, so I'm just, everyone inspires me really, I mean, even when you turn up to the races and you see people running for all different causes and like the, the some of the messages you read out before, it, I'm just inspired by everyone really, all abilities, it just, I just find it inspiring and uh, it's something I really like being involved in, to be honest. Brilliant. So we've, um, the theme really seems to be music and beer. We might as well change the <laughs> podcast name. Um, so I am going to ask you a question. So normally, if I go out into town, I haven't got a clue where I'm going for a yeah. beer. I usually message um, Joe Cleverly and he usually lets me know. But I'm going to ask you, where's your favourite place to drink in Manchester? Well, if you ever need a route, I can sort you one out. I've done a, <laughs> done a few routes now for a few of my running pals. We go out on a, on a night out and I'm always sorting the routes out. And they, 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 they ask me when they're going into Manchester where to go. But really, there's a lot of swanky bars in Manchester. But if I was to pick, I'd go to all the traditional pubs. I just love the traditional pubs. I mean, me and Lynn's like the quirky ones that are tucked away, so... Everyone on the Peak, Gulliver's Temple, the Castle, Britain's Protection. I just like all the traditional ones to name but a few. But yeah, I mean, I just love Manchester, as I'll probably say throughout the through the pod. You know, Manchester's my hometown. I love it. So the train station's facing our house. Me and there's nothing more than I like just jumping on the train with with the wife or with a few pals and you know and having a mooch round round town. It's great. It's on our doorstep. I love it. You say your route. I don't want a route. I just want one bar. I can't, I can't handle my bear, me. Can you not? No. Um, so I see from socials you've been going to quite a lot of gigs um, this year. Uh, which one's your favourite gig, and why this year? Oh, that is a tough question. I, I've been, I've been, I've been struggling with this one today. I'll be honest. This is a funny name, this one, but Viagra Boys spoiled me. Uh, they, they surprised me. Have you ever heard of a band called Viagra Boys? No, punk no. band. No, I've seen them this year. They were brilliant. Idols. They were brilliant. But the one that probably topped it off which surprised me I went to Liam Gallagher at Nebworth really because my son's 16 now and he's a big Oasis fan so there's a few of us that went there but you know I'd seen Oasis back in the day but that was an amazing gig it really really blew me away just the, the mass scale of it and the setup and we went for the weekend we went Friday morning and I come back Sunday and the whole weekend was just an absolute blast so yeah it's got to be that to be honest it really was a good weekend cool so back to running now um, <laughs> so where's your best route in Tameside? 
Oh, I'm a bit of a boring runner, me. I do a lot of canal miles, me. I really do. I do loads on the canal. I mean, we've got everything round our way, but I love running. I love the Manchester route. People say they're boring. I know, Sean, I used to see you run a lot into Manchester. I just love it, me. Going past the Ashbridge garage and that, looking at the graffiti. And, yeah. and like I say, I just love Manchester. So I love the Manchester route. But if I was to say, I'd probably say a route with Apple Street. And I've got a 10 miler from my house that goes up through G crossing that. And I just, I just love the challenge of Apple Street. I really do. I mean, I'm a suck of a punishment when it comes to us. I just, I just love the challenge of it, you know. Once you're up there, you're, you're laughing, aren't you? But I just do like the challenge of it. So, yeah, I'd probably say the, the 10 mile I've got that goes up, up Mottram Road, down through uh, past Asley, and then up, up Apple Street, and then I jump on the canal back to, to Hyde. So, yeah, just nothing nothing special. That's just what I like, really. I just, we've got loads of options in Tameside, haven't we? Yeah. There seems to be hills everywhere, so. I'm a big fan of the canal already. Yeah, I do. I just, I just love switching off. I mean, I was on the uh, half marathon at the uh, Tour of Tameside, and I was people were saying to me, "Oh, this is monotonous. I hate it. I hate it." I said, "I was thinking to myself, I quite like it. You know, I've run, I've been running up steep hills the last two days, so that I can just switch off." Me, I, I just said to him, "I do a lot on canal. Me, I, I, I purposely do boring routes. Me when I'm marathon training because yeah. at the end of the day, you come marathon day, you, you, you're, you're happy days, aren't you? There's a lot going on. So yeah, it don't bother me. I, I like a lot of canal running." So um, we didn't have to think of a lot of questions. So it, we've got loads from listeners. Um, so I've got a few from Mark Bowser, uh, previous guest and Stockport Harrier. So he says Justin's a great choice for your next next guest, top man. Said what's Justin's post race beer of choice? Uh, Mike M- Mason also asked this. So we're back to the beer now. There's a theme here, isn't there? <laughs> Well, firstly, I, I, like especially after the, let's talk about Manchester Marathon. So there's a pub at the top where we watch all the runners come in. So firstly, it's a couple of pints of lager. That's for sure. Watch all the other runners come in, and then uh, I like to get myself home. I always have a, a nice bottle of French Reading after the marathon. A nice takeaway, feet up, and uh, maybe a couple of IPAs might be thrown in there. So yeah, a bit of everything really. I'm not fussy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Mark also asked, what's Justin's bucket list race or event? Uh, for me, I'd like to I'd like to do all the majors in my lifetime. I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but it's something that I'd, I'd like to do once the kids have grown up. You know, a bit more, got a bit more money in the bank. You know, you're not paying out left, right, and centre. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to do that in my lifetime. I really would. I've done London now, so I've got I've got four or five more to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it says hangover to run or not to run. Definitely run, one mate. You know me. I said I think I've run every race hungover, but uh, the only one I wouldn't run. <laughs> you get three miles in, you're sobered up, aren't you? <laughs> but uh, saying that, he will he will pull me up on this. But uh, I did I did avoid the sizzle last week. I went to a Falls gig at uh, Castlefield Bowl. I thought, I'll go out early, get home early. It didn't work out, did it? I went out at two o'clock, met a friend I've not seen for a while, and it was a quite a heavy day. I didn't get into half one in the morning. And uh, it was a sizzle on the Thursday. It was a hot night, and I just thought, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will pass out. You know, sizzler's not one. I don't mind doing a part run, but a sizzler, no chance. <laughs> so Mark Bates um, sent in a few more questions. So he says, great to see Justin on the pod. Really great guy who's super supportive of everyone in the running community. On a personal level, I want to say a big thank you to all the support and reassurance you give me when training for my first marathon in April. Also, Justin has um, 
Start again, put my teeth in. <laughs> also, Justin has some superhuman power and his predicted race times within seconds in some of my races. He got my marathon time within two minutes and my most recent 10K time within two seconds. So my question is, um, what are the lottery numbers? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's not right in the head. His favourite race of the year is Sizzlers. Uh, that's not right, that is it. <laughs> so he's gone on to some serious questions now. So he says... Uh, <laughs> Having knocked off huge chunks off your PBs for every distance in, in 2022, have you considered how far you can take the 5k, 10k, half and marathon times? So with me, I just give myself realistic targets really. I, like, I just, so I'm at 133 with a half now. My next target's obviously one, under 130. I've not hit a, a sub 20 officially yet, also I'm doing, although I'm doing it in races at the moment. So sub 20 on that, which uh, I'm hoping to obviously get once I've got my sub 20 I'll be looking at a, a sub 40 10k like I say with me I just give myself realistic targets and I'm just really happy just gradually progressing and when I stop progressing then I might look to to change things but at the minute I'm just really enjoying my running and I just don't I just don't look too far in advance I just I mean eventually in my lifetime I'd love to get a sub three hour marathon that's like a long-term goal but like I say I just I just want to keep enjoying it and keep improving and keep fit really you know and stay fit that's 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 my, my goal really it's a really good attitude to have a lot of people try and jump in a little bit too deep into the yeah. into the time so yeah it's a good attitude to have so what are your top five local races and why so i'll, I'll talk for a few i mean i still feel like i'm fairly new i mean there's probably a lot of races i've not done that i will fall in love with when i do i mean one that sticks out was stockport 10 i really enjoyed that one when i when i did it a few years back the one that I didn't think I'd like, that I really did like, was Hell on the Fella. I mean, I did a recce of that and I just thought, I'm going to dread this race because I was so cautious going down the hill. Honestly, I was, the night before I was, I don't think I slept really well. I thought, I'm absolutely <laughs> dreading this race. I said, I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going <laughs> to, and uh, it weren't going uphill. It was the problem it was going down. But on the day, I uh, I just let myself go, you know, and uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I flew down the hill. So, uh, yeah, that's that's up there now in the top five. I mean, Hyde Park Run. I do yeah. like Hyde Park Run. I mean, is that class as a race? I, I really enjoy that, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and the half that I've PB'd every year since I've run is the Cheshire half. So that's becoming a bit of a, a home in on that every year now. But my favourite race is probably the Manchester Marathon. I love it. I love the Manchester Marathon. I've done it now the last four times it's been on and that it's just growing from strength to strength and now it's going through the city centre and obviously it's my hometown that I keep saying I love Manchester I'm proud to be man from Manchester so uh, Manchester Marathon definitely and I've, I, last time I finished it I said at the finish I said I'm going to run this race every year for as long as I can as long as I'm fit and able I'll run the race so yeah I enjoy it so you've done it four times can do you remember your times for each one the now first one was four, the, four, the first ever marathon was four hours 13 that was within 12 months of finishing the stride out the second one I run with my mum and dad and then last October obviously we had Covid so we had a bit of a break last October I did 3.45 and uh, the one just gone was 3.26 so within six months I've gone from 3.45 to 3.26 yeah, brilliant yeah so really yeah I mean it just, just fell into place the last one it was, it was great so the Sizzler's been mentioned um, by Mark and he says, what time will you get at the next Sizzler? So we're recording on Wednesday, Sizzler's tomorrow and it goes live on Friday. So what are you going to get? Right, how many pints have you had already? The three stacks up in front of me. <laughs> so, uh, well, going off the, 
my recent races and Stamford Park run. You tell me I got 2010 at Stamford Park run last week, so what, what do you think I should get? I mean, I'm, I'm I think 19 first. I think Stamford's got a minute. A minute? Easily. I mean, the heat, the heat's a big factor for me. I mean, I'm Easy. ginger. I should be ginger's no good in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> More than a minute, I would say. I think because I did I did Alexandra Park run I got 17.40 and then about two or three weeks later I got 18.40 bang on at Stamford yeah you, it depends on are you going to get after it or are you going to negative flirt <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never done a 5k with 19 at the front so anything with 19 at the front I'll be absolutely made up with but like you say I'll, I'll give it a good go it, depending on the weather if it's overcast and cool I'll leg it and just see where I go <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, I think... Yeah, 1930s is a, re- like a realistic... I'll, I'll give it a good go. I'm going to say late 18s, we, mm. I think. I've got two more to go at, so I'm not going to... Yeah. Let's just see. I'll, I'll see how we go. I said you'd be close to sub-19 looking at you on that Stanford Park run, didn't I? When yeah. someone said sub-20, I said, I don't know about sub-20. I think sub-19, yeah. you'll be... Pressure's on now. Pressure's yeah, on, no yeah, pressure, yeah. Justin. <laughs> I said I'll do pressure. <laughs> Make sure that first K is under four minutes and you're laughing. Yeah. I go in miles, mate, so what's that? What do you, what do you want me to do first mile in? <laughs> Six, 6.26 is sub 20. Right. So you want to be, and then it, is it five seconds every, five seconds off every mile? Oh, so pressure, every I can feel the pressure seconds. now. <laughs> Have another pint, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got um, a question from Gail Johnson. Oh, no. <laughs> So says, what's your favourite race? So you did mention that Manchester, yeah, Manchester Marathon. Mar- yeah, definitely Manchester. Yeah. I mean, it's just memorable. It's my first ever marathon, and uh, I'll never forget that moment. It, the first marathon was special for me, and then obviously running it with me. Well, yeah. So we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, Manchester definitely for me. Yeah. So she's also asked. Um, I think this is loaded. Loaded question, really. What's your pre-race diet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are probably mum questions. Here, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Nothing. I'm not that strict, really. I mean, I eat a lot of pasta anyway. I love pizzas, so I don't really change it up, really. I just, I, I just eat carbs before the race. But I mean, when I'm marathon training, I just eat. I up my carbs anyway, so I wouldn't say there's a massive difference, really. I, I do a lot of batch cooking at week, at weekend, and then I freeze them for through the week, and then come weekend, I have a couple of takeaways because. Since I've done my long run, that's it, you know, I can do what I want that night. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, Justin, a few weeks ago, or not long ago, you'd done a really quick 10k, and I messaged you and said, what was your secret? And you said, the day before, bottle of red wine and cheese on crackers. Yeah, I did. I did. That was was it. I I was (laughs) off work that for for a couple of days, and I did sat in 10k, (laughs) and uh, the night before, I was off work, so I was in oldie mode, I... uh, had a full bottle of nice French red, a bit of Chateau Neuf, (laughs) and uh, some cheese cheese and biscuits, and... uh, it's never really affected me, you know. I'm sure if I, if I ever want to take it seriously, I'll, if I had a coach, I'm sure he'd be telling me off. But it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I've never really, uh, I've never really let it bother me, you know. I've not, never been strict. If I've got a race the following day and Lindsay says, "Come on, should we go pub or you know, the football's on," and, you know, I just go with the flow. It's just, I don't put too much pressure on myself. I just turn up and enjoy it. I try my best anyway. I'm sure I'd make the race a bit easier if I, if I did take. <laughs> <laughs> I want your attitude to, towards <laughs> races now. But that's all the questions for me, so I'm going to pass you over to Dave. Cheers, Justin. Cheers. Thanks, Callum, and uh, welcome, Justin. Thanks for thanks for joining us on the podcast. So, uh, first question for me. So, one of the pictures you gave us to share on the socials was you finishing the tour on Market Street with your family in the background. So, can you tell us about how the tour was for you, uh, and did it go to plan? Yeah, well, like I say, I mean, 
I think everyone who does a tour for the first time, they say they just want to get around, and that's really all I wanted to do. But I'll be honest, I, I raced every race, like, like I, it was the one and only race. <laughs> you know, the, it, it's tough. It's tough going. I mean, my body, it, it really it took me a couple of weeks to get over it, to be honest. I mean, it's my only first tour because I've never been able to run back-to-back -back days. I mean, like I said before, because I started running, I'm still fairly new to any type of fitness. Whenever I tried doing back-to-back -back days, I just, I just, my shins would flare up or something would just flare up. So it's literally the first year where I felt confident booking on it, really. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did enjoy it. Was it the first time you'd done the tour? Yeah, first time, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. First time I've done any of the races. Awesome. I did a recce for Willie and Mel in that time, you know, when, when, when it was just like a bit of a fun run in the week. And I ran with you, I think, Katie. <laughs> yeah, we did. You dragged me around. <laughs> what would you say the hardest part of the tour was for you? Uh, race one, hundred percent. The X, the X ten, the X Trail ten k. Honestly, I, I just couldn't. I think because there's, there's no like let off, is there? You're up down, up down, up down, and I just couldn't get my breath. Yeah. That was the hardest one for me, definitely by far. I mean, don't get me wrong. I found hell on the fell hard, especially going up the grass. You know, but when I was near the top, I was fine. Then I, I, I once I know I'm near the top of a hill, something goes on in my brain. I just go, I don't know what it is, when I'm nowhere near the top. It's like when I'm nowhere near the end of a race. I just, even though, no matter how tired I am, I just, I just go, I don't know. But the, the last three miles of the half was also, I mean, I felt fine. I, I was keeping the pace up, but I, my legs just wanted to cramp up. I think they were just so tired, you know. It didn't then, help that it was over distance, of course. No, no. Yeah. And that's it. And, and yeah, yeah. Well, I, I changed the bed on me and put a... <laughs> I sent it to you guys, I think. You did, it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. 3.7 mile on the uh, half yeah. medal, but just had a bit of a joke, but yeah. I'll be there next year anyway, hopefully it'll be 14 and a half. <laughs> okay, so as Callum said, we've had loads of questions in from listeners. Um, so first one is from a, a fellow Hyde Strider, Mike Mason, who uh, I know you know very well. So Mike Mason's asked, I know his other passion apart from running is music and beer. <laughs> If you could pick one tune to run into at the finish of a marathon, what would it be? Oh God, this is this is it's, it's, it's the non-running questions that are the toughest. This has been racking my brains today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I do low-key events, that's the one thing I love about like doing the Tatton half or I do the Cheshire half because you know it doesn't really matter as long as you're allowed ed headphones in. Because I, I love my music so much, I do little playlists. So I have like a lot of deep house. I have a deep house playlist that's really slow tempo for the first half. In the second half, I go like a bit more up tempo dance music, a bit of punk. That's and why stuff. you're negative splitting, then, isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah, so maybe it's just start off with a punk up tempo. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so coming into the finish, I'd probably go uh, left, uh, with Chemical Brothers, something like Out of Control or Left Field Open Up, and then he's put when you get to the finish line so I'd probably go it needs to be some big anthem done it I'd go Verb Bittersweet Symphony have a bit of a sing along at the finish and, and maybe shed a tear love it <laughs> great choices <laughs> right next question from Chris Hesketh. Um he says what is your why why do you run oh, the enjoyment the social I mean I could say it now I do run I couldn't imagine not running so as long as I, I can stay fit and injury free I mean, because I started running so late and I was picking up so many niggles, I don't, I don't take it for granted now. I don't take being able to put a pair of trainers on for granted. So if I do have a bad race or I do feel tired or something doesn't go to plan, I say, I can run, you know. There's a lot of people out there that are injured who can't run. So for me, it's it's just great for my mental health, my physical health. I mean, the only bad thing is I'm having to buy new clothes. I mean, I spent quite a bit on clothes and trainers, but my clothes, I'm having to... Uh, 
it's, it's changed now I've gone down a size with running that's the only negative but everything else is positive when it comes to running yeah it's just great great for mental and physical health and as, as long as I can run I will run we've already had a question from Mike Mason uh, and we've got a few from his uh, wife Liz so uh, questions from Liz Mason hi Justin my fellow strider I know how proud you are to wear the vest and we're proud you do too my question is, you've broken so many of your running times with PB after PB, but what was the sweetest and why? I'd say, this is, this is a, quite easy for me, this. The first marathon was the sweetest for me. I mean, the only thing I knew about marathons was being at home as a kid and turning the TV on. We always watched the London Marathon, so even hearing the word marathon, I just thought, you know, people are crazy running marathons. So from doing the couch to 5K, the stride out course at the Striders, to running a marathon within 12 months, I mean, the emotion I put myself through leading up to that because, I mean, to people who run marathons, it doesn't necessarily mean them much anymore. But to me, you know, I'll never, ever forget that. And if you look at the pictures on Mike, I'm just elated with joy and happiness when I got to the finish. I forgot, like, at 21, I was laying a grass verge with my leg up. Just I felt like I'd, I felt like I'd been struck by lightning. The cramps and the pains, I don't know what had happened. I thought, is this normal? I'm screaming at side row. People can over say, you're all right. But when I got to the... Again, I, I finished that quite quick. And I got 4.13, but I'll never, ever forget that. I don't think anything will come near that because, like I say... Justin running a marathon if you said to my mates five years ago in the pub or my mates from school or you know I wasn't a sporty person so for me to run a marathon it was it was enormous in it and, and I'll never forget that and I don't think anything will don't get me wrong I, I love every PB I get but running a marathon for me was was definitely it was Manchester that's why I suppose it's special and close to my heart as well so running my first marathon definitely okay we've got Paul Frost as well. You've already mentioned Paul, uh, one of your training partners. Paul sent some questions in. So Paul's written to us and said, you've gone from strength to strength over the last 18 months uh, and what an absolute pleasure it has been watching you progress and achieve new PBs right across the board. How on earth can you progress like you have while still partying like an 18-year-old at the weekend? <laughs> Seriously, no. My, here are my questions. So first one from Paul. What are your running goals for next year? Well, answer to the first question, Paul. You know that. Practice. Lots of training. Build your own bar in your back garden and you'll be fine. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Right, so the running goals for next year. Firstly, I just want to keep enjoying me running, stay fit. Obviously, the big one is uh, is uh, beat me Manchester Marathon time. That's that's the, the big one, really. But, I mean, I'd love to keep progressing and PB and everything, but that's the standout. That's my favourite like one of my, my, my favourite races so I'd like to beat the 326 that I did this year but yeah just hopefully keep improving next question from Paul um, he wants to know if you'll consider doing an ultra in some point in the future oh god he asked me this at least once a week <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me it's time you know it's time I find it hard enough doing three hour marathon training run on a weekend so uh, I'm not going to say no you know I think in time when the wife gets fed up of me and she wants me out of the house for a full day <laughs> on a Saturday then maybe but uh, at the minute I'm, I'm enjoying my road running but I mean I am creeping into a few more trailer runs like Hell on the Fell and I am getting a bit of a taste for it but not just yet but I won't say no so go on then yeah I will do one at some point but not quite yet <laughs> well you got Michael Harris of course uh, at your club who's uh, yep. a bit of an expert on ultra running so you can tap into his expertise <laughs> yep definitely Okay, final question from Paul Frost. Uh, he wants to know, how's Nigel, your puppy? Oh, and do you think all the extra doggy walks are going to help with your running? 
hopefully yeah yeah he's great Nigel he's like say new addition to the family and he's brought nothing but joy to the household so yeah I'm looking forward to getting out on a few walks and I'm also looking forward to uh, the wife and the kids bringing Nigel to support me at races yeah another one another one of my support group brilliant okay well thanks Justin uh, I'm now going to pass over to Katie who's uh, got some questions of her own thanks Dave welcome Justin so as a lover of fashion trainers tell us a little bit about your running shoe collection is that collection as impressive so you said you've got a full wall of uh, fashion trainers yeah. yeah so tell us about your, your running trainers I'd love to say I have the same passion but I don't <laughs> I see uh, running trainers as tools I really do and uh, I've got to hide the Nike signs as quick as I can you're either Nike or Adidas and I'm Adidas but it kills me to, to buy the Nike but I mean I've got a, I buy the hockers for my training runs I've sort of settled into them but it's not as uh, desirable as me uh, as me uh, Adidas trainers, to be honest. But you know, <laughs> you can change, can't you, Callum, from an Adidas lover to a Nike oh, lover? I Apparently, can't I can't do that in casual terms. <laughs> no, no, no. My dad's my dad's got an impressive collection as well. Because you'd mentioned before that you weren't going to say a number. But my da- my dad's uh, my dad's got. I think he's just over 120, and he's got all the boxes up in the loft. And if anyone goes near him, he goes mad. Oh yeah. So I want to know that your Adidas. number. Is yeah. that Adidas? Yeah. I'll count them up and let you know. There we go. Get that on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know you you mentioned Alpha Flies, didn't you? And I've got I've still got my Alpha Flies in the box, and I keep forgetting about them. Um, but it made me think then when you were talking about them that now I'm doing my longer miles I think I need to get them out and try them yeah. but I'm the same as you when I first put them on they felt like platform yeah. like high heels I, I just couldn't imagine running go, in the, them the better they were the, Did that's you? how I felt yeah the faster I went the better they were I, fit, I mean half marathon distance now I'd probably I don't really know which one I prefer that's quite borderline but right. I did triple 20 and I did the, the Manchester marathon and I really benefited from them my legs didn't from the feel, alpha flies yeah from the alphas yeah, yeah they didn't feel as tired you know the impact yeah but that, that was i really benefited from them especially a 20 plus on, on racing definitely yeah fab okay and whenever i think of your running achievements the image of you crossing the finish line at the manchester marathon a few years ago with your family by your side always comes to mind and it makes me smile so for those of also might not know tell us why this was a particularly significant event for you and what it meant to you crossing that line with your family yeah so uh in 2017 uh i got the call to my mum's with, with my sister and we had a bit, bit of a sit down and my mum brought the news so she'd been diagnosed with uh, bowel cancer so uh as you know i'm sure everyone everyone i know has been affected by cancer in one, one way or another and uh it knocked us for six really did so uh <clears throat> She had the operation and uh, luckily it all went to plan. She had half of her bowel removed and uh, after she recovered, she, being mum being mum, she decided she wanted to do a marathon. <laughs> so it was just like, oh God, what are you doing? And my sister's like, mum, what are you doing? So mum being mum, she just didn't listen and she, she went on, got a training group together at the, the Striders and I joined them on a few and it was great really. So uh, I had London two weeks after that marathon, so uh, I I went along and my dad had a place, I had a place, and my mum had a place, and we we ran it together. I know Jackie Wally joined us as well, and uh, we just ran it together, and it was uh, it was such such a special moment. It, emotions in many different ways. It's a first, my mum's first marathon. Uh, I helped pace her. I'm pretty sure she was glad I was there because my dad has a tendency of running forward and we, we keep pulling him back but uh, I just had my mum's heart rate monitor on and I just said like you know stay stay here stay yeah. in your zone stay in your zone and 
and she did great she did brilliant she didn't stop once she ran the whole way and uh, as you can see by the pictures where my son my wife and the family was was at the sideline watching watching us come in and luckily my son jumped over the finish line for the last 100 meters and as you can see by the pictures it was just a it's just a a really memorable day and it's one that I'll never forget you know for the rest of my life I'll take that to my grave I mean there's not many people that can uh, say they finished a marathon they crossed the line with a mum and dad you know it's it's quite rare isn't it yeah you know? mm. so uh, yeah that was a, a really memorable day for the family and uh, but on that note my mum run the marathon again in Manchester just gone and I said I don't want her to run another one now I don't want to see her put <laughs> through that pain I really don't I was coming in it you know, when you, you cross the other runners on the other side of the road, about mile 22 or something like that, and I yeah. thought to myself, I've seen a couple of people my mum run with, and I thought, if I see my mum now, it's going to be, it's just going to be brilliant, you know, I'm just going to be buzzing. And I seen her, and she was emotional, and she looked oh. tired, and I just, I just, if anything, it knocked me. I said, yeah. I, don't, I, said, I, said, I don't want to see her do it again, because she just cried all the way around, you know. Oh, and it's my mum, you know what I mean? I don't want to, yeah. anyway, I'm going off now, but yeah. Hang them traders no, up, Gail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running, she can do what I have, but I banned her from marathons. No now. marathons, <laughs> then, yeah. Her body's been through nothing, she's, she's got nothing to prove now. No, absolutely. Yeah. And she's, she's great for striders, she's got her own absolutely. group there, and she, she does all the training runs with the group, she's... She's, she's a great figure at the club, so no more marathons, Gail. You heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. No, but I think it's a really emotive picture, that incident. I think we shared it on the socials this week, didn't we? And I think yeah. it, like you say, it does, it's, you know, it's, it really is a, a nice picture. Okay. Um, and I think this has already been mentioned, but I was just going to say that I know that you're not generally a lover of hills and off-road running. I know you always say that you struggle with your ankles and you worry about going off-road, don't you? Um, but I was going to say, will we ever see you venture and give cross-country a go, given that High Striders had some brilliant performances from the men last season? And it'd be great to see you as part of that team. I think we um, I think we have on record that you said you, yeah, you'll yeah. give it a go, I'll, didn't I'll we? I'll give it a go, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Fab, so we'll see you at cross-country. <laughs> um, and what advice might you give to others who are thinking of starting running? Uh, just go for it like I say just go for it I mean everyone everyone who I see joining the stride out inspires me and I just think anyone can do it I mean if I can if I can do it and take to it and get in the times I'm getting I think anyone can can take to running as long as you you know just give it a go and it does you does you the world of good would you um, encourage joining a club then Justin yeah I would yeah I think it really helps I mean I don't think I would ever have took up running without the striders without joining the striders uh I wouldn't. I, w- I never would. I never, you know. I, I was the one that was uh, turning up to school with a, a note of his mum because I've got asthma and stuff. Saying I, I dreaded cross country. There's no <laughs> way that I would have run cross country. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, Real. Thanks, Justin. All right. I've got some listener questions. So one from uh, Alison Tool from Hyde Villa Stride- Striders. So she said, "Have you always been interested in running and always been good at it?" No, never. Never fancied running, never enjoyed running, and never, I never thought I'd ever run. Or like I say, and now I've found a love for running. So, yeah, never. <laughs> and a bit of a theme here, because again, it's the same question. But she said, "Will you ever do an ultra?" And obviously, Michael Harris asked that, and Paul Frost has asked that. What is this? What is what this with ultras? Another question I was going to ask, because me and Paul need you on our little yeah, training group yeah. for like uh, for our next ultra. So you're going to join us, Justin? Yeah, yeah. not anytime yeah. soon, but at some point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
brilliant you'll love it now you love i've never thought that would hear you say that you loved hell on the fell because yeah. you don't you don't generally do off-road do no. you and i know when we went on that recce yeah and i remember you saying i'm dreading racing this yeah. i don't know how i'm going to race yeah. it and then you flipping flew down it <laughs> i know down that trail well, it was mike Harris at the start i spoke to him and he just says look what is the worst that's going to happen just lean forward and let yourself go and it was him that i spoke to at the start line yeah if i wouldn't have spoke to him maybe i wouldn't but i just thought on the way around listen to what michael said he, he does it all the time he says the worst yeah. is gonna happen you're just gonna fall and you know you it is having that confidence because i think because when we did the recce we went really slow didn't yeah. we and yeah, we were hill, skidding yeah. all yeah. over the place because i think you're being cautious and you you're sort of putting weight on your yeah. feet, aren't you rather than just just running down it yeah okay so watch this space for the ultra <laughs> and um michael harris asked a few more questions so he says speaking with you after the local runners park run uh, sorry local runners podcast meetup at stanford park you smashed out a 5k pb despite the hills so just very close weren't you to that sub 20 yeah. but he says they're barely speed bumps for us fell runners <laughs> he just waited to get that bit in so he says again another question are you going to smash the um sub 20 barrier at the next sale sizzler uh, i'll let him know in 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> hopefully yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a go yeah he's carb loading now mike so yeah, yeah. hopefully <laughs> <laughs> And he also says, like my missus, you're fair-headed and have a, limit, a limited sun exposure. I assume this means you're waiting until winter to enter some ultramarathons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've covered that. Um, and on the same subject, I definitely think there are legs in a support runner service with umbrella, fan and sun cream combo. He, he, he did say it out, me. I said, there's no way I'm running ultra in this. That's why he said, he come on with the fan and a brolly. Yeah, so that's it. He's offered to be your support crew. So yeah. There's no getting out of it, is it's there? He's quick enough to do it, isn't he? <laughs> um, but again, a lot of people have also asked this what's your favorite distance to race marathon marathon e easy yeah. easy answer for me that i just love the the whole structure of marathon. in between marathon training i'm a bit lost like i know i've heard sean say it in the past like now i've just ticking over i don't feel like i've got any purpose i'm doing like the scissors obviously i did the tour but i don't really have any structure with my training yeah. but as soon as i get me i've just set up my, my 16 week training block this week i mean i do a 16 week just so i can ease into it the first four week and then the last 12 week is that's it i've got a, i've got a block then I, I work out when i'm going to do my long run in them 12 weeks and i just like the structure i really do i just i just love everything about the marathon I, it's it's my favorite distance yeah i just i just like everything about it yeah okay and we've touched on a lot of kind of positives so mike asks what's your least favorite race 5k definitely 5k I hate every minute of it <laughs> don't everybody I mean, say that but i book i book on the scissors every year so i'm a suck of a punishment but i just uh i just i just can't i, I don't know i don't know how anyone can enjoy them to be honest do, do you get more nervous for a 5k than a marathon would you say yeah i probably do yeah i, I quite enjoy a marathon because you're keeping your heart i kill out i look at my heart right now I, I like to run comfortable for 20 miles you know and then yeah, yeah it's just got a bit Definitely. of time to build up i think in a marathon aren't you that's yeah. what i've not really done 5ks until recently and i found like it's like oh go yeah, like yeah. it's just but i think I, I, when, miles I, I, an hour. I was spectating the uh says last week as we discussed before and uh no matter what level of runner on that race whether it's the person who come first or the person who come last everyone is struggling so it's just 5ks isn't it you know yeah. no one goes around a 5k smiling do they no i don't know justin you're always smiling yeah, that's right yeah. <laughs> it's a mask <laughs> and um what's on the cards for the rest of the year so i've got snowdonia marathon in october that's my main that's the main one so uh i'm quite looking forward to that because like obviously i run 
I've been running Manchester and flat marathons, so it's time-driven, whereas Snowdonia, it's going to be quite new, it's got hills in it, so obviously I'll try my best and I want to get a decent time, but I've got, I'm not going to get a PB, am I? So it's just, it's going to be nice to do a different type of marathon and different views and, you know, yeah. it's just looking forward to it. Is it? Really? All right. Brilliant. Yeah, good goal. Excellent. Okay, well, that's all our listener questions, Justin. But as a, a little surprise, we've got a final message to finish on. So if I can read this without getting emotional, <laughs> I'll try. Oh, no. um, so the final message comes in from Justin's wife. Oh, right. <laughs> and she says, I wanted to say that I think Justin represents the everyday person who with dedication, commitment and enthusiasm can achieve all that they want to and aspire to. Justin wasn't a runner, he'll freely admit that, and he joined High Shriders after being inspired by his own parents and then completed the Couch to 5K in 2017. Since then, he's gone on from strength to strength, completing marathon after marathon and smashing PB after PB. Amazing. So what I will say is on behalf of his sons is that we can always spot Justin in the run from a distance as his smile is beaming from ear to ear. It doesn't matter what the run is, he just looks as though he's privileged to be there. He never takes completing a run for granted. He's an inspiration to his family and many others, even much so that one of our sons has now started running 12 months ago and he's doing really well. So for those of us at home, or those of you at home who are thinking I could never do that, I'd say take a look at what Justin's done. You can do it too. He's an everyday hero for sure. Oh, thanks. Great, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look up then, Justin. So thanks for <laughs> that, Lindsay. That. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, like I say, she's saying my wife. What's up with you? A lot with me. I'm quite giddy at and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, Justin. So that's everything from us. Thanks for having me. Really, really, thanks. I'm really honoured to be on here and uh, I hope everyone might enjoy it. Cheers, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's been really good to have you on tonight and uh, good luck for the sizzler tomorrow. Uh, Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. That's it for this episode. In our next episode, we'll be speaking to an East Cheshire Harrier who's making waves at the age of 17. Cementing a 1722 at the first sales sizzler and a 36.50 at the Great Manchester Run 10K in May. We'll be speaking to Amelia Platt. So get those questions in for Amelia in the usual ways, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and email. And remember, there are doers and there are donters. Do be a doer and don't be a donter.